everyone. Welcome to a new week at the Bonafide Legal Podcast. I'm your host, Florence Bremer. I'm a mother, grandmother, wife, movie enthusiast, fan of a great deal, restaurant lover, follower of many television shows, self-proclaimed fashionista, and overall in love with popular culture. Besides all this, I'm a lawyer. I've been a lawyer for almost 22 years. Throughout my practice, I struggle day by day to find balance between work and life. I don't have the magic answer on how to balance life in the law and life outside the law, but over the years, I've developed tips for living my best life and enjoying work and enjoying time off. This week's podcast, I just want to talk about this feeling I'm having of just being really discombobulated. And a lot of it has to do with, um, you know, many people have had the vaccination. The country is really opening back up. And I'm in a constant state of confusion about it. Every day is different. And I don't know how to handle it anymore. And I'll just give some examples. So uh, as, as little as probably... A month ago, um, I was still in a situation where lots of things were getting canceled. I had a trial at the end of May that got pushed to February because of everything. Like, just people weren't sure what the COVID protocol would be at the court. And now, all of a sudden, as we get into June, it feels like a totally different world. The court is still sort of the same. Um, You have to wear a mask when you go into court. That may be one of the only places that I've had to wear a mask in the last uh, couple of weeks. Um, I've walked into places with masks and, um, you know, a lot of times you'll look around, no one else is wearing one. I've had the vaccine, my family's had the vaccine, so I'll take it off and, you know, maybe that's safe, maybe it's not. I, I don't even know anymore. Um, But if I don't see people wearing them, I'm not wearing them either, has been sort of what I've been up to. But the court still requires it. I went into a restaurant yesterday. They required it till we sat down. And um, it took us like two seconds to sit down. So we had it on for just a couple of seconds. And the group I was with didn't even have masks available. I'm still carrying masks in my glove box just in case. And I'm just constantly like, what's going on? I've, and I've started to have hearing set. So for the last year plus, when I get a hearing, I could be pretty sure that it would be, um, it would be a telephonic or a virtual. Now, all of a sudden, things are popping up on my calendar with no notice And they're in person. And when they're in person, I have to add on whatever the the travel time is. Like, for example, I have like a 20-minute hearing in Prescott at the end of the month. And um, it didn't say anything about calling in. And so I've just gotten into a habit where I'll have my legal assistant call to verify the call-in information. Like, I was sure this one would be a call-in information, would be a call-in. For the length of the hearing, for the location, everything, the type of hearing. And, um, nope, come in for the hearing. 
It's like, wow, okay, that's unusual. So every day, every second is different. I don't know if I'm coming or going. And it's really hard now. So for a year, I mean, I've had probably a handful of hearings that I've gone to in, per in person. I mean, maybe less than five. And um, it's a big change in your life when you don't have to factor in that travel time. I spent 20 years trying to figure out my schedule based on travel time. And that was always a consideration, like how much time to get from here to there. Do I have to file a continuance? Uh, the court wants me in northern uh, Phoenix, um, but one hour later I'm supposed to be in Mesa. It's not going to work. And I did much shuffling because of that. Well, when everything became virtual, my calendar could really get kind of jam-packed. Um, because you could do a hearing at, you know, one thirty, and if you had a hearing at 2.30, if it was virtual, no problem. You just had to make sure that you were logged into it. And that is the um, life I've been living. Now it's all over the place. Now I have a combination of virtual and non-virtual hearings. And you, the I believe, I feel, the court isn't giving me adequate notice on this change and how it's changing. I don't even know, I don't think there's any coordination, that, and that's why. So it's frustrating, and I'm sure other people are having the same sort of circumstances. I read an article over the last couple of weeks, and in fact, if um, as I record this, I'm recording this on Tuesday morning. I was supposed to record it over the weekend. I had no time, and I will talk about that in a second. But I read an article that said many workers would consider quitting their job if they couldn't work rem remotely. 39% said they'd consider quitting if they can't work remotely, at least part-time. Younger employers, employees were more likely to say they'd consider quitting. And I totally get that. I mean, it you've gone to a situation where you're getting as much or more work done. I would say in the last year, sometimes I'm a, amazed at the amount of work that's going out every day from my office, my, my teeny office, the amount of filings that we're doing, the amount of phone calls that we're returning, the amount of meetings that we're having, the amount of scheduling that we're doing, just looking at the schedule and seeing it jam-packed. And a lot of this is done remotely. I mean, here is what my schedule looks like. I get up at 5. Like here, here was today. I got up at 5. I had a 7 a.m. legal call because my client was in Louisiana or is in Louisiana. So um, I get up at 5 every day pretty much unless I'm just really, really exhausted. And then I might sleep till 6. But I get up at 5. I start emails. Um, I may bring home some documents um, that were given to me at the end of the day that I didn't have a chance to look at. I find that the morning's kind of quiet. Um, I will try to squeeze in like a little bit of it. This it depends on my schedule, like when my first meeting starts. But I'll try to squeeze in like a little bit of self care. Um, maybe sitting outside and reading from one of my books. 
um, reading from a magazine for a tiny bit. Um, doing some, if I remember I need something online, doing some online shopping, you know, things like that. Just, um, but also doing work. So, and then when I get in the shower, just sort of depends on what I have going on. The earlier I have a meeting or court, the quicker I'm in the shower. Today, I had my 7 a.m. legal call, so I didn't need to be showered for it. <coughs> Sorry about that. I'll, <coughs> I'll explain that cough in a minute. And explain why I sound so nasally. <laughs> um. So my next meeting is at noon, so I have some time to do some other things. And um, I'll go to the office and do what I need to do at the office and either just work till whatever time. You know, it could be 5, it could be 6, it could be 6.30, get home and um, then do dinner and basically go to bed. If I can, my preference is, is to leave the office a little earlier finish working from home for the end of the day and then that feels like a, a much more like a longer day like if I have a day where I don't leave the office till six and I get home I feel like I'm coming home and going to bed basically you know you don't have time to see anybody uh, my grandsons are either in bed or like going off to bed it's just it stinks and, um, and I'll tell you what, this is, <laughs> this schedule is wearing me down. I have been sick several times in the last two months. And I think it's just being worn down. Um, the last week I've had, I don't know what. At this point, maybe it's a cold or maybe it's severe allergies. Initially, I thought, well, it it is allergies because it started with my eyes and my ears itching like crazy. Just itching, itching, itching. And I wear contacts and, and I have allergies anyways, you know, like seasonal allergies. And then I started sneezing and I sneezed. <laughs> this will sound like hyperbole and it is to a certain extent. I sneezed for about six days in a row. I couldn't stop sneezing and I would take a Sudafed or an allergy spray or just some saline um, or take a hot shower and just let the hot water go over my head. Like all of this was helpful for a period of time. Or I would, um, another thing I would do was, um, you know, just eat something spicy and uh, feel cleared up and then it was great. And then um, for a couple of days I like coughed like a maniac and the cough is pretty much gone, but then sometimes it just rears its ugly head, like it, you know, like it just did. And um, I think ultimately it was a cold because then my youngest daughter started sneezing like crazy, and it just sucked, like just sucked. I was on a couple of Zoom calls, and one attorney, this is jokingly, this is lovingly done, but he was. Uh, telling me how classy I looked blowing my nose, but I kept, I was turning around to blow my nose on the Zoom call, and finally I gave up, and I'm just like, either I'm turning around every second, or people can deal with it, like it just was too much, um, and then on top of it all, June is, there's this crazy month of June, like I don't even know what's happening, um, 
it was my birthday and my grandson's birthday last Thursday. We went to the dinosaur museum. It was lovely. And he's two and he knows all these dinosaur names. I think he's really smart. Of course I would. And some of them are um, like harder dinosaurs, like dinosaurs that I don't know. <laughs> and he'll know them. And a fun game to play with him is to call the dinosaur by the wrong name. And he'll go, mm-mm, and say the right name. So he's very sassy. And so, um, and then we went to this fun pierogi restaurant in uh, Tempe. I'm, I'm sorry, Mesa. Um, you can find it just if you're, if you're looking for it, you know, just Google um, pierogi restaurant Mesa. It'll come up. I can't remember the name of it. It's like the fun pierogi restaurant or the great pierogi restaurant or something like that. And it's attached to a little uh, Polish grocery store. And their pierogi flavors are like 20 different flavors. And they have sauerkraut and potato pancakes and just food that you don't generally see around Arizona. But very authentic, very good. My son-in-law is from Austria and it's probably his favorite restaurant. He went into the grocery store and bought a couple huge bags of things to bring home and I thought it was delicious like it really hit the spot and I picked up a cake from Sprinkles I ordered it specialty it was a rainbow layer cake it was just beautiful and then everyone from my family came over and um, had cake and we just laughed and had a nice time here's the um, other thing <laughs> so for the last, um, well, I guess it's just usually, okay, usually on my birthday, I'll go to Denny's and get a Grand Slam. I'll get up early, I'll have a Grand Slam, I'll have coffee. I did this in years prior. And when my grandson was born, he was born on my birthday, and the whole time I was holding him, and for days after, I kept saying, you made me miss my Grand Slam on my birthday. Because the way Denny's had it was, you would go there on your birthday, you would show your ID, you'd get a Grand Slam, that was it. So last year, we went as a group, like, as a joke, like, we're going for the Grand Slam this year, you know, brought my grandson. So this year, I got up really early, because I knew we were going to have a big day with the muse museum and stuff. Got up really early, I took him myself, and we went to Denny's, and we had a Grand Slam. Well, Denny's doesn't do it uh, for the last hundred years. They've done it the same way. You show your ID, you get your Grand Slam. So I'm sitting there with my ID. The waitress comes up. I said, it's our birthday. And she goes, oh, that's great. But we don't do that anymore. She goes, you just sign up on the app. And then you can get um, a value Grand Slam during the month of your birthday. You don't have to come on your birthday anymore. And um, she goes, just sign up. And I tried to sign up and it, it doesn't work. And she, and then she said, oh, we have really bad reception. And the manager came over and to their credit, they were like very nice, you know, like very nice about this whole thing. She said, don't worry about it. Just, you know, sign up whenever you feel like, but I'll, you know, I'm going to take it off the bill. And she took off my breakfast and my grandson's breakfast. And I left a nice tip for the waitress, like just being appreciative because the whole point wasn't that I needed a free breakfast, you know, or that I love Denny's. It was that when he was born, I said, you made me miss my Grand Slam. And now that's not even a thing anymore. So that was just kind of a, like a bummer in terms of tradition. So that was Thursday. And then um, 
Friday, I had to, uh, it's time to pay the piper because I basically took off Thursday. And then Friday I went in and hoped to get out of the office early. And I had been scheduling um, appointments on Friday. So like anytime somebody wanted an appointment for the week, I would say, okay, I'm going to come back in Friday after my, after my birthday day. And then I um, ended up with this whole day of appointments that just lasted forever. And I got out of there late and then I went to a happy hour and I brought some takeout home um, for my husband and I and him and I ate and that was Friday. So Saturday was my youngest daughter's dance recital. And in past years, the recital was much more of a pain in the butt in terms of scheduling. It was scheduled for two days, Friday night, and then two recitals on Saturday. Each recital was three hours long. And when you went to the recital, you would sit there for three hours and you'd watch your child dance for three minutes. And watching other dances is great for about 30 minutes. And maybe I sound like a real killjoy about it. <laughs> but I'm like so back-to-back -back scheduled that like every minute really is precious. So um, this year they did it in the most amazing way ever that I had been dreaming of, which is they broke it down into three different recitals. So basically a little kid recital medium kid and then older kid. A couple of the medium kid and older kid recitals overlapped. So some parents who had kids in multiple dances had to, you know, hang out longer, um, hang out for two performances. Um, but my daughter was just in the older kid performance. She's in advanced hip hop, a really pretty little dancer. I'm so proud of her. And um, so I could go for an hour, like it was a it was a blessing. And then so she was in two shows. So it was two hours. So I saw the first show. My sister-in-law came with me. We went and grabbed coffee and we're, we're, you know, sat and talked, like sat and talked in a coffee house. Like how, how exotic, <laughs> but you could now. And, um, then went back and got her and, um, that, you know, the hour flew by if you're just waiting for someone for an hour. So that was great. Then afterwards, so my sister-in-law's birthday was Sunday so we went out for dinner on Saturday night, um, my two daughters and my sister-in-law, at a place called Cooper's Hawk in Scottsdale. I think there's one in Chandler. It was a place that my sister-in-law missed a lot. They're in Illinois, and they have millions of kinds of wine. And I'm not like a giant wine drinker, but their wines are delicious. And you can do a tasting. So we tasted a few different wines had wine with dinner, I had a really good dinner. I just got some sides. I had some wasabi mas mashed potatoes, some roasted vegetables, and um, some Asian slaw. And it was all really good. I thought the slaw was sort of meh. Um, but maybe it was because the other two things were so delicious. We had a good appetizer, a Brussels sprouts, like just it was good. And like a good time. We sat in a fun booth. Uh, you know, it's funny, like you go to a restaurant and, and here's like one of like the plunges into the post COVID world. 
Um, so we had a nine o'clock reservation, which is the last reservation of the night. It's a very popular restaurant and I'm never out this late. So it's kind of crazy, but it, it works. Like it felt very festive and fun and it's so hot right now that going out to dinner when it's dark is actually like kind of more doable than the, like the sun beating on you. So, um, we check in, they seat us, there's millions of empty tables and they seat us between a booth and a table of six people. And these are people who are having great times. It's Saturday night. They're out to dinner, not faulting them, but they were really loud. Or at least we were in between two tables. So it made it really loud. I couldn't hear my sister-in-law from across the table. There was four of us. I could not hear her. So we asked for them to move us and they move us to an wide open booth nobody's around us and it's just we can we can talk like we could practically whisper and hear each other it was night and day and I'm thinking how was this not the choice of where they seated us like just weird and nobody was getting seated after us so it wasn't like we were the last group of reservations of the night and I don't even think I saw anyone get seated after us maybe I saw one table um, so there wasn't like there was this mad rush and somebody had requested a booth and we were trying to take their booth. Nope. No one came in. <laughs> no one sat at any other tables. It was just weird. Like I just, I don't understand sometimes. So anyways, it was really great. And, um, one of my daughters brought home some wine, like she purchased some wine cause you can get wine to go. And it's fun. I highly recommend this restaurant. Um, and then on Sunday, so af this is after a week of like working like crazy, my birthday, the recital, I told everyone I'm not leaving my room. And I pretty much did not leave my room for the whole night. I did um, end up making some dinner, but super easy. I made a baked... Um, rigatoni with sausage and uh, melted cheese on it half vegan cheese on one side and half real mozzarella on the other turned out great made the salad with like bazillions of vegetables sort of my new I always made salads but I'll tell you something that makes a salad feel really special I make it on a platter instead of a bowl and you kind of see everything and for some reason when the salad is on the platter the whole salad gets eaten. It's crazy. And I made something else. Something, you know what, doesn't matter. Something else that went with it. And, um, oh, roasted potatoes. Um, I like to roast potatoes sometimes for Sunday dinner or just because. Uh, so that was Sunday. And, um, and I think because I had laid down so much, <laughs> I was starting to get a headache. So making dinner was good. I drank a bunch of water when I was doing it. And that was good. Uh, my, it's so hot here right now. It's so hot. It's, I think in like two days, it's going to be like 118 degrees. We're having heat warnings. I think that's part of what's happening with my voice and my sinuses and everything else. Just this horrible heat. So you can get up at like 4.30 and enjoy the outside for a little bit. And on Saturday, I, I did. I got up at 4.30 and I took a walk and I was back before 6.30. 
There's really no other way to do it. It's crazy. Um, we went out in the pool on Saturday, like took the babies on the step. You can only really stay in the pool for a couple of minutes because the sun is beating down on you. So it's just that stinky time of year. We're definitely in the why there's such a thing as snowbirds in Arizona and why people get out of town for sure. Although you think this would have an effect on me not being as busy, but it surely isn't. Um, I'm looking at my notes. I'm kind of all over the place, I think. But really the point was, I'm having a really hard time adapting with this. And I'll say something else. So I know there was a variety of ways that people dealt with COVID. And some people did not leave their homes, didn't go out until the vaccine rollout. That wasn't me. I um, did many things. I went to New Orleans in March. I um, went to the mall occasionally, wore masks, um, went to zoo lights during Christmas, uh, shopped, went to restaurants, did all the mask protocol, like whatever. I wasn't like crazy. Like I, I, I don't go out late anyways, but like I didn't go out like partying or to bars or anything like that. I'm just too old, <laughs> but I did quite a bit. I felt, you know, I talked to some people and they just, they stayed in their home for a year. And, um, still I'm finding like this going back to whatever we're going back to, or I don't even know if you can call it going back, very jarring and every day is different. So make sure you're taking care of yourself. And the only other really thing, only thing I can say is from like a time management perspective is stay on top of it as much as you can. Like as different as things were with scheduling, you're going to have to adapt again. And when I say you, like this is for me too. I have to like really think about when I'm scheduling because I have to think about the location, the method, how long it's going to take, if there's travel involved, what's the travel um, for instance, last, uh, yesterday, I got a couple of emails about setting depositions within the next 30 days. And I'm looking at my schedule and I'm like, are you kidding? Like to, to come up with basically two, two and a half days for depositions felt almost impossible. I sort of slept on it a little bit and then got back to everyone. And I think it's going to work out, but it's more things jam packed into my schedule that I can't even believe. So in any event, <laughs> take care of yourself. Don't get worn out. Don't sound like me. Um, I think that's it. Oh, yesterday, if you if you have not signed up for the Benihana birthday um, program, sign up for it. I've done it for years. They send you a $30 certificate for your birthday, which is basically about one meal. If you get something super fancy, like the super fancy seafood or like a steak and a seafood, those are probably like $33. So you end up paying a couple dollars. 
And I think you have to, I don't think you can go in by yourself and do it. Like you have to have someone buy another entree, which is different. Um, because in past years, I would just go by myself um, in between court hearings and use my certificate and have a bill that was $0. But for the last five or six years, it's been our tradition for my sister-in-law's birthday, we will go, and you can only go Monday through Thursday, so you can't go on a weekend and celebrate. We'll go on a weekday. We always bring my youngest daughter. We do a picture after dinner and use the certificate, and it's great, and it was very good. Benny Hanna, like once a year, is a real treat. I feel like it's not something that I want to have like monthly or even every couple of months, but once a year, it's really, really good. And so if you haven't signed up for it, do it. I mean, it's just, it's fun. And it's really, in in a world where there is birthday rewards that are sometimes not as fun as you hope. <laughs> like I'll look through the birthday emails that I get from different places and I'll be like, oh, free dessert, like, eh, who cares? Um and then there's some that are really good, and that's on the top of the list of one that is really, really good. Okay, I have a couple reviews of some shows and movies that I've seen. At the movies, I went and saw Quiet Place 2. It was good. It was fine. I'm feeling I'm not, like, really, really into those movies because... Here's the thing about horror movies. I can deal with a lot of craziness in a horror movie. Um, but as long as I feel like it's playing by whatever rules are established. So in the in Quiet Place 2, it starts off really great. They do a backflash of how it all started. That was probably my favorite part of the movie. And then the rest of the movie is um, them basically being quiet and not having the aliens or whatever they are come and get them. And sometimes they are not so quiet <laughs> um, and nobody gets them and sometimes they're barely make any noise and then the things come and get them so I felt like the noise level of when you get attacked was not consistent um I don't know it just ended kind of meh you know after like all the anticipation and everything else uh there was one character and I won't spoil it I mean it's good enough you know it's and it was an hour and a half it went by quick it was a fun movie to go see there was one character who just did something that was, like, so stupid after all they'd been through. I'm like, why is this character doing this? And it caused this whole avalanche of effects that didn't need to happen. <coughs> <coughs> of course they needed it for the suspense and the scariness, but it just didn't make sense. So there was that. Um, uh, just to mention going back to the movie, so this was going back to a regular movie. They're still not selling all the seats, but they were selling a lot of seats. 
and it was a Friday evening movie, and pretty much everything that they could sell was sold out. I was very surprised because I had been to the movies many times since they have opened up, and oftentimes I will be the only person or my group will be the only people walking around the lobby. This was fairly crowded. And again, I like don't have any problem with that, but it was just one of those things where I'm like, I I have no sense of, I have, I don't have my bearings yet on what's going on. It just seems like in some sense, everything, things are just open up, whatever you want to do. And then you go somewhere else and it's like, no, you need masks and, and sit here and follow these lines. And I don't even know what to do anymore. Anyways, see Quiet Place 2. And then I also saw The Conjuring, the new one, The Devil Made Me Do It. It's at the movies. I was going to see it at the movies, but I have HBO Max right now. So it was just really tempting to just watch it at home, which is what I did. It starts out great. Like one of the, I don't love exorcism movies. I feel they're really played out. Um, But it had... It was very retro to The Exorcist, had some great call-outs to it without being a carbon copy of it, and had a great, like, very suspenseful scene in the beginning. And then um, the timeline got all weird. (laughs) Like, there's this great suspenseful scene, And then the next scene is supposed to be the next morning and everyone's all cheery and happy. And I'm thinking, is this six months later? But then you realize it's the next night and it's the next night because it's important that it's the next day, except people aren't acting like it. I'm sorry, this whatever, these sinuses and my voice, it's awful. I apologize. And um, then the main... uh, I don't know if to call him the main character. They, for the devil made me do it, the me in that, he, um, I don't think this is a surprise or a shock. Um, I think it's pretty well publicized in the trailer. He gets arrested for committing a crime. And I expect that the, I expect that the story is going to go a certain way regarding the court proceedings and then it goes off on this whole tangent of getting rid of this demon and it just became like a very I don't know predictable movie where I thought there was some ends that they left hanging that could have been really fun to explore and they didn't so All I can say is it was fine. I'm glad I didn't go to the movies to go see it because it just would have been a waste. But see it at, gosh, I really apologize. See it on HBO Max was was fun. I have one more review and then I'm going to sign off for the night. And before I do that, I'll just say this. You know, the, my podcast is about time management and um, wellness. And I feel like in the last two to three years that I've been doing this podcast, I'm failing. (laughs) I'm working really, really hard to try to 
continue with my time management methods and everything that I have been preaching for the last many years, hundreds of podcasts, and I am floundering, you know, um, where I stopped doing my weekly podcasts. I cut it down because I just wasn't having enough time, went to every other week, and then my goal is all I have to do is every other weekend record Friday, Saturday, Sunday, in a pinch Monday morning. And when am I recording this? I'm recording this Tuesday morning. So listen to what I say. Don't follow what I do, I guess. It's a struggle. It really is. Like every day I work on my time management and I'm trying to be really mindful about it. Otherwise, I would just be spinning in a circle and not getting anything done. One more thing, one more um, thing to recommend, something that I really liked that I was going to skip, um, a sh- uh, limited series called Mayor of Easttown. And Kate Winslet is the titular character, Mayor, and she lives in a place called Easttown. The little previews that I saw, the snippets that I saw, looked so boring to me. And then I read a couple of reviews, I think in People Magazine, maybe Entertainment Weekly. Evan Peters was in it, and I was like, oh, what's he doing in this? And um, Jean Smart, who I really, really like, plays Mayor's mom. And I thought, I'm going to give this a chance. Like, I just kept reading that there was some surprises in it and a lot of twists and turns. And usually when I see something like that, I end up being really disappointed because it feels like they're coming from miles away. But um, it was great at capturing this, capturing the town of Easttown, which I believe is in Pennsylvania or supposed to be in Pennsylvania. I didn't look up if it was a real place. And there's a lot of history and dark history between the people who live there. Everyone seems to know each other. And it all ties together great in not a schmaltzy way. Evan Peters, um, mostly from American Horror Story, comes in, plays as a very adult character. Usually I feel like he's playing kind of a kid. You know, plays like a kid like an X-Men. And in an American Horror Story, his characters are often more towards like the younger side. But he played like a full-fledged adult that was really great. Um, I don't want to say what happens because it's like, I don't even want to say what my reaction is. I think it gives it away. But um, great character development. Kate Winslet was amazing. She really became this character named Mare. To me, Kate Winslet is so glamorous. So she was unglamorous in it. Um, Guy Pierce shows up in a small role, like a very, gr- a role that was like very grounding for Mayor. Um, there's many other car- uh, actors that you've seen in many different things, uh, different TV shows over the years. And it was really good. I couldn't stop watching it. It was something that I had binged when I haven't binged anything in a while. 
I couldn't stop watching it. And that's how I spent a lot of my time on Sunday was going through it because I was like, I want to get through this. Like I'm really, really into the show. So I recommend it. It's on HBO Max as well. And like I said, I thought it was going to be a snooze. I was going to skip it and really, really ended up liking it. So that's it for this episode. Thank you for joining me. Sorry about my voice. I just need to, I don't know. I don't know what it is. I'm, I take vitamins. I exercise when I can, eat a lot of vegetables, and still just ground into the ground sometimes. You can find the podcast on SoundCloud and iTunes under Florence Legally Brunette Bonafide Legal Podcast. You can also find me on Twitter, Tumblr, and Instagram under Florence Legally Brunette. You can find me on Facebook under my name and under my law office. You can find me on my website, brummerlaw.com. I'm also on Patreon with um, a special where you can donate to the podcast for a small amount of money and you'll get a custom t-shirt and a note from me. All right. Thanks so much. Talk to you in a couple of weeks. Okay.